Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Super Bowl 55 is all set now. Yep, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, will be squaring off against the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, led by arguably the best in the NFL today, young Patrick Mahomes. And then... There's the idiotic storyline that no doubt we're going to be hearing plenty of for the next two weeks. How Tom Brady was the main man in New England. Yep, Tom Brady, the main man in New England when they were winning six Super Bowls, not head coach Bill Belichick. What nonsense, what a bunch of crap. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, so let, let me go game by game. I, l- listen, this, it's a great storyline, folks. It's a great storyline. You got the legend in Tom Brady going against the young man who is fast becoming a legend in Patrick Mahomes. It, it, it's, it's a great storyline. Really a terrific storyline, and we're going to have fun with it. But l- let me start with... I'll go game by game with this weekend's results. And first, I'll go with the first game, the um, Bucks victory over the Packers in Green Bay. I'm still scratching my head what Packers head coach Matt LaFleur was thinking. I mean, there's a lot to take in account for the game, okay? There's plenty to discuss. And listen... I picked the Packers to win the game. I just thought in Green Bay, uh, in the middle of winter, I just thought in their house, and I've been to that house in Green Bay, you know, you can hear the the walls talk. There's ghosts in that place. I I just thought they would take care of business. But before I turn around, they're losing 28-10 to Mr. Brady and the Bucks. So... But then they come back. 
Brady throws at 1.3 interceptions on three consecutive possessions. He was by no means the greatest of all time in that second half. But it's the result that counts. But anyway, we get to the point where it's 31-23. Now, I'm sure folks, especially if you're football fans, no doubt you've heard plenty of this already and read about plenty of it already. But I, I, there's one point that people aren't making. There was something, I, I, I think it was 206, 203. It's left in a game. And the Packers are down eight points. Now, they had a first and goal, like at the eight. The three incomplete passes, which I'm going to get to afterwards. So now it's fourth and goal. You're down eight points. So you're down a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie the game. You got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, who's, you know... Good chance he's the MVP in the league this year. That's how good Aaron Rodgers was this year. I mean, the guy's, you know, he's a sure bet Hall of Famer, you know. But he's your quarterback for the Packers. And instead, on fourth down, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, decides to send in a field goal unit to make it 31-26, so you're still down five, and you need to get the ball back, and on top of that, you need to get a touchdown and not a field goal. Okay. As we all know, he made the field goal, they never got the ball back. And they were aided by a pass interference call. But forget that for a second. Here's was my logic. And I was screaming at the TV and I had no bet in the game. I really had no rooting interest in the game except that I picked for ego's sake. I had picked the the Packers. It's fourth down at the eight-yard line of the Bucs. Fourth down. When Matt LaFleur was asked, why didn't, you go for it on fourth down. He goes, well, we, we were there, the three previous attempts, and he, you know, they were incomplete passes. We're not talking about Joe Schmo as your quarterback. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer as your quarterback. Don't give me that bull crap that you, there were three incomplete passes, so you, want, you were going to try something else. You were running out of time. But here's the other logic that I'm thinking. If you go for it on fourth down and you don't make it, so it's still 31-23. But now the Bucks are deep in their own territory, playing at their own eight-yard line. The game is not won yet. They want to protect the lead. Chances are, if Tom Brady was going to throw a pass, he might have thrown one pass from his own eight-yard line if the Bucs had taken over possession. They would have been very conservative with the ball in their own territory at that juncture. Remember, Brady, at one point in that second half, threw three interceptions on three consecutive possessions. 
You're going to protect the football deep in your own territory with the game on the line. Was that not taken into consideration? Like I'm looking at the, that was one of the dumbest calls I had ever seen ever in a football game by a coach, ever. And I don't like to hang coaches and managers, but, but that was ridiculous. I mean, if, if that happened in other places, I, I could tell you, if that happened in New York, they'd run a coach out of town. Anybody. Made no sense to me whatsoever. None. But there you have it. So the Bucks win the game, and they're going to the Super Bowl. I, I take nothing away from Tom Brady. I take absolutely nothing away from Tom Brady. I mean, when they call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time, they do it for good reason. Because he is. And I mean, he threw some really fine passes yesterday. I mean, put, laid it right up and in. Some really fine passes. But he was a little shaky in a second. And that, that happens to any and everybody. I mean, at 43 years old, he, he is still very, very good. And there is an aura about Tom Brady. And that aura is deserved. He knows how to win. He makes people better. That's what great players do. And in, in, in professional football, there, there, is no, there is no position in all of sports more important than the quarterback position. It all starts. It's him and 10 other guys, but it all starts with him. It all starts with the, the center and, and the quarterback. And that's why these guys are making a fortune of money, and deservedly so. So now Brady is going to go up against Patrick Mahomes. I can, I'm not going to give you my prediction today just because. Why just because? Because we got an extra week. So we'll do that. We'll have some fun next week. But um, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. First of all, I don't think you saw any residual effects from the concussion he suffered the week before. He was on top of his game. And to me, what makes Mahomes so terrific is the way he handles himself and his composure. I mean, this guy is really something else. Just a tremendous, the way he carries himself. Um, you know how I, I just mentioned that Brady has an aura? Well, Mahomes has that. He rallies his guys. His guys rally around him. He's got a winner's mentality. 
Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he said it after the game, but you, you that's the way he played the game. He has no, he going into the season, he had no intentions of getting back to the Super Bowl. His intentions were and are of winning the Super Bowl. He's a great, great, great young quarterback. He makes everybody around him better. Because he's a, he's a young magician out there. Young or old, he's a magician out there. He can run. He can throw. He can invent. He can get out of trouble. He can, he's, he's exceptional. They have a Tyreek Hill. My goodness. What a receiver he is. If there's a guy faster in the league, please uh, let me know about him. Uh, the Bills weren't up to, um, they weren't up to the challenge yesterday. And I think the Bills are a, re a team really on the come. I, I, uh, listen, I can't say enough about Josh Allen speaking about young quarterbacks. I think the guy is exceptional. First of all, he's not a, doesn't look like a quarterback out there. He looks like a linebacker running at you. If there, when he's running with the ball, he looks like a linebacker maybe who just intercepted the ball. But um, they, uh, Chiefs are just better. Not were just better. They are just a better football team. But I, I'd bet the house right now that the Bills going to be back in years to come. They're a very, very good football team. Lost composure late in the game with some of that nonsense fighting. And, you know, that happens. I've seen it happen before, and it was unfortunate. Uh, but they got a little comeuppance. And that's what happens to teams. You win in, you win in, you win in, and then you get punched in the nose. It's almost like a bully mentality. You win in, you win in, you win in, it's all going your way. How do you handle defeat? Well, now we're going to learn how uh, the Buffalo Bills will handle this. Do they handle it properly and come back better? Or the, do they handle it negatively? and decline. I say they come back better. I think they're a very, very good football team. And um, listen, I um, I know a little bit about Buffalo. I lived in Toronto, where I started my career, I'm close to Buffalo, used to watch the Buffalo TV all the time. He's made for the city of Buffalo. So, so I, I think you know, Josh Allen and the Bills are going to be back. But for now, it's wait till next year. For now, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Tom Brady. And, you know, it makes for an exciting situation. I mean, one is eight. Can you imagine? Brady is 18 years older at 43 than 25-year-old Mahomes. I mean, think about that. I mean, Mahomes grew up watching Brady. It's really a remarkable story. It really, really is. But one story that, well, by the way, just in case you're wondering, the the um, Bucks. You know, they closed out their regular season with a four-game winning streak. At one point, they were 7-5. and five. 
At one point, they were seven and five. So they closed out the regular season with four more wins, and then they just won three playoff games, all on the road, because they were a wild card team. So that's a pretty good run. Which, by the way, the last time the last time the Bucks lost the game was back on uh, November 29th. They were home in Tampa Bay, and they lost that game to the Kansas City Chiefs by the score of 27-24. Now, that was then, and this is now. I get it. But the teams are the teams. And on that day, the Chiefs jumped out to a 17-0 lead in the first quarter. Mahomes, by the way, was 37 for 49 passing for 462 yards and three touchdowns. Brady was 27 for 41 for 345 yards passing and three touchdowns of his own. But he also had two picks, two interceptions. So that was the last time the Bucs lost. That was to the Chiefs. I don't know if that's an omen or not. I don't know if that counts. But that's the deal. Should be interesting. Should be very, very interesting. Uh, I, um, I just think, you know, you got to beat the champs. I mean, it, the, the Chiefs went 14-2 and two this year. Then just won a couple of playoff games. I mean, fourteen and two. It's, I'd say that's fairly impressive. And, and this nonsense that I was hearing, and I mentioned this, I think, to you last week, folks. The the nonsense that I've been hearing. They even spoke about it yesterday on the pregame shows, and I'm screaming into the TV. Guys, shut up! Who gives a rat's ass the margin of victory? It's, this is not about styling points. It's about winning. It's bottom line. Well, they won a lot of games by a large margin in the first half, but not by a lot in the second half. So you know what that tells me? That tells me, again, they can win any which way. Big leads, small leads, coming from behind, tight games, any way you want it. So what's it all mean? I just think um, they're the champs. You got to go beat the champs. And yes, the game is that. Think about it. For all the years that the Super Bowl is being played, it's the first time that a uh, one of the teams in the Super Bowl gets to play the game in their home stadium. That, that that's really quite something. Really, quite something. But you know, you're not going to get the same kind of crowds that you will have gotten in the past. Because first of all, they're not all home fans, um, and I think they're going to allow something like twenty thousand people into the stadium. Uh, you know, because of COVID. Um, 
I will say this, man, it's remarkable. Think about where we're at a Super Bowl now, and we've gotten through a complete COVID infected pandemic, COVID nineteen season. I, I whether well, the things you like about the NFL or not, you got to applaud them for getting through this season with guys having to go through protocols and what, but they got through a season and they got to the Super Bowl and the games have been exciting. The games have been exciting. And and if you ask me, clearly, going through any and everything, the games, uh, football has been the best sport to watch. Of all that everybody has gone through, during this pandemic, football has really, to me, it's still been entertaining. All right. So, this, as I said, the stage is set. You have Brady, the greatest of all time. Shall I call Mahomes the heir apparent? Well, you can call him the possible heir apparent because right now, There's no better young QB in the league than him. You know, quite frankly, you have a good argument finding a better quarterback, young or old, in the league than him. But I call him the heir apparent because he's 18 years younger than Brady. But let me get back to something I mentioned earlier. And I was reading the paper earlier, and I'm already hearing about it. And it, it is such a bunch of bullshit Listen, I have never been, I have never, ever been a big Bill Belichick fan. G- going back to his days when he was an assistant here with the Giants and the Jets. I mean, I, I thought he was a little, I don't want to say weird. I'm just going to say strange. You know, aloof. You know, warm and fuzzy certainly doesn't go with with the name Belichick, but that's got nothing to do with his coaching. That's just my own personal assessment. Great coach, without question. Thought he was a great assistant, without question. To this day, I will, you know, everybody said, well, how come Bill Belichick uh, didn't follow, if he was so good at that time, how come Bill Belichick didn't follow um, Bill Parcells, and they gave it to that nut Ray Hanley uh, for whatever reason. That's the way it worked out. And but I will say this to this day: I don't think Bill Belichick would have had the success he had. Certainly not right away had he followed um, Parcells, because Parcells had this you know, gregarious personality. He he was a Jersey guy, a wisecracker. He knew how to push everybody's button. He knew how to handle the media like a charm. And Belichick didn't. Quite frankly, to me, he still doesn't. So I don't think that would have worked out. But let's fast forward. He goes to New England And he wins six Super Bowls. Now, he wins six Super Bowls not by himself. He wins it with his talented players. And one of those talented players, arguably the most talented player, was certainly his quarterback, Tom Brady. And don't forget, it was he, 
Bill Belichick who put Tom Brady in that position. He said, you are my quarterback. They go ahead and win six Super Bowls together. Just tremendous success in New England. Tremendous success. This year, Brady's in the Super Bowl. He leaves to go to Tampa. And Belichick, Patriots struggle in New England. Had Cam Newton at the quarterback, tried to make something out of nothing. It wasn't working. And now you, you keep hearing this, and it pops up all the time. Ah, so it was all about Brady. It was Brady the guy, not Belichick. It, that is such a stupid, idiotic assessment. Any coach, any manager in any sport is going to tell you, of course, I can't win without the players. Anybody's going to tell you that. Anybody is going to tell you that. You can't win without the players. And you need a top-flight quarterback. Especially in today's game. Well, Bill Belichick didn't have it this year, but he didn't just lose a quarterback. He lost other players as well. So this comparison that, oh, Belichick made a mistake letting him go. Listen, if Brady didn't want to go, he wouldn't have left. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to discuss what his wife wanted, Giselle, what she didn't want. We're talking about players, okay? If Brady wanted a new challenge at this stage of his life and his career, he was more than entitled to take that new challenge. He didn't shirk any responsibility. He didn't run out on a contract. He had the right to leave and he left. That's fine. But to to constantly, you know, I'm reading today, how, you know, Belichick's going to regret. Sure. I'm sure Bill Belichick was saying to himself, geez, we'd be a lot better if I had Brady here this year. That's life. Everybody goes through stages where you have to rebuild. But when, when we talk about coaches, well, it was the players, not the, no kidding. Look at any dynasty in any sport. Look in any dynasty in any sport. You're going to tell me Red Auerbach wasn't a great coach in the NBA? With the Celtics? Of, of course, Bill Russell was his main man. But it's how, also how a coach handles things. You're going to tell me Lombardi, every, every coach, Lombardi, it, I'm going back to the ancient days in, 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 in hockey, in, in, in um, the, the glory days of, of the Montreal Canadiens, Toe Blake. And, and the Scotty Bowmans, everybody has to have talent. Without talent, you can't win. 
but it's also how a coach handles a situation. You're going to tell me he might have been a disaster here as a, as a president uh, with the Knicks, Phil Jackson. What, he wasn't a great coach with the Bulls, with Michael Jordan, with the Lakers, with Shaq and Kobe? But he had talent. You need the talent. But when you say, ah, this, it just irks me. And I don't even, I've never even liked Belichick, but it's a stupid analogy. Bill Belichick was and is a great coach. He's got a great, great football mind. Whether he gets back or not remains to be seen. When I say he gets back to the glory days of, of, you know, a Super Bowl, I won't even say a Super Bowl winning team. I'll say a Super Bowl contending team. You know, at, at the same point, you think, you think uh, Brady was stupid? You know, good coach, good players need good players to play with. He knew what he was going to with Mike Evans and people like that in Tampa. He wasn't going to some shit bum team and Gronkowski was coming. Come on, stop. It all goes hand in hand. You know, and this business of, oh, you know, they never really got along or it's such, again, it's such bullshit. Folks, you don't have to look back too far. When when the Bucks were seven and five this season, okay, earlier in the season, and then they were seven and five, believe me, you read it. We all heard all the talks. Uh, Brady and Brady and, and Bruce Arians don't get along. No, there, there's a disconnect there. You know, who's the coach? Who's the Oh, now you go on a winning streak and it's kumbaya. We're in the Super Bowl. Let's all be huggy and kissy and woo. Stop. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, everything was all hunky-dory this year. You go to the post-game press conference yesterday. Basically, Aaron Rodgers backed the bus up and threw Matt LaFleur under the bus. Well, it wasn't my decision. Folks, for as long as there's sports, this crap will always go on. But, I mean, really, I I have to tell you, shame on members of the media for making a big deal. I, I really... This storyline about Brady and Belichick, and I guarantee you, you're going to be hearing and seeing it this week, the next two weeks. Maybe less than at other times, simply because, you know, you're not going to have the big media days and, you know, it's not the same. You can't do all the interviews and the in-person interviews. So there will be a lot less of that. But believe me, people are going to try and make a big deal. 
because you're going to run out of storylines. Two weeks is a long time. That's why, personally, folks, and that's just for selfish reasons, that's why I always, always liked when it was not a two-week uh, layoff. You get right to business. Get right to business. But with two weeks, your ass is dragging. Uh, like, let me come up with a different angle. What angle do I have this time? Here's your angle, folks. You got the greatest of all time playing against the heir apparent to maybe being called the greatest of all time one day. Brady Mahomes. It doesn't get better than this. It really does not get better than this. It's a great matchup. And I think, I really think it's going to be gunfight at the OK Corral. I think it's going to be a Wild West shootout. I'll eat my hat if this is a low-scoring affair. The only possible way that, that to me that that can happen if maybe there's a monsoon or something that hits uh, Tampa on February 7th. I just think... I just think the stage is set for a great, great Super Bowl. And um, I'll give you my pick on that next week. But right now, my friends, that is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I would like to get a load of you people. Let me know how you feel about today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always... Check me out on my website at russsalsberg.com. I'd like to give a great big thanks to my new podcast home here at Believe.com because Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you out there, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.